Hello and welcome to Outcast Collective Podcast, where we discuss an array of topics from movies, TVs, comic books, and more. My name is Rob. Me and Janelle sat down last night after watching X-Men Apocalypse and talked all things X-Men, giving a nice review on how we felt about the movie and the characters and everything. So um, I hope you enjoy, and uh, we're going to let it you know get right into it. So thank you for listening. See, and that's the, that's the, this is why I don't like trailers, because now that I look back after seeing the movie, uh, the one of the best scenes was when Sila cut the car in half and fell out in front and it she's all spread out. I mean, really it's intense. It's the best scene with her. With That's her, the hard yes. part, you know, for me. So that's why I don't like trailers. I wish they would not reveal stuff like that. It's not as much fun, especially if that's the first trailer too. No, I didn't realize so. how much they revealed until I watched the movie and then went back and watched right. the trailers. Yeah. So that's the that was that's why like in Civil War they did not reveal Ant Man going to be Giant Man. They never revealed that. That was never part of the trailer. So that was cool to see. You have things that are revealed in these trailers that would have been better to see and feel in the moment of the uh, in the movie. No. But all that being said, I love this movie. This is definitely better than Batman vs Superman. Is it better than I think Civil you, War? Well, Civil, I, it's two different Civil War and Apocalypse. Um, I think it's just two separate emotions, two separate worlds in a way. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I don't like that they're like that people are comparing because. I think that this is one of the best Captain America movies besides Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, but Winter Soldier brought you a good, you know, a, a good Captain America Civil War. So, but I can't, th- they're just two different emotions, two different feelings, two different mm-hmm. families. So I can't, putting them together is just, and comparing them side by side is just not fair to me. And I understand that. But if you take the category of comic book movies, you ask yourself, what is the best comic book movie of 2016 so far? Oh, I'm going to say X-Men Apocalypse. You know, it's emotional I'm for me. It's a family for me. Exactly. They make... It's it's all... It, you Just from going back to X-Men 1, you know, mm-hmm. it's you, you start your love for them then. Yeah. You feel a part of what they're going through these people that are trying to be accepted in their own world mm-hmm. and how many of us are trying to do that every day and so then you become a part of their family at that point and then mm-hmm. each one that keeps coming out each story that keeps getting written you feel more more and more a part of their family right absolutely and so to me this this is a very feel a part of the family movie compared to Captain America movies. Those are, I mean, those are superheroes fighting villains and, and destructing cities. And what I liked about X-Men Apocalypse is, yes, Apocalypse destroyed the shit out of everything. Oh, yeah, big time. But what didn't they make prominent in the movie? There was no... There was no, there was hardly any scenes of all the destruction of all the people. They kept all that out. Yeah. Like, you didn't see people running and screaming. You didn't see people dying and dying and dying because of all this. You didn't see families gripping their thing, their other families. You didn't see people trying to run and try. You didn't see that. I think, and I think we didn't need to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they didn't put it in there because I, we. We as moviegoers, as readers of comics, as whatever, as we know that that's going on because we're the human watching the movie. So we know that families are instantly running and scared and being destructed and dying and blowing up and being buried under, you know, we already know that. You don't need to make it prominent in your film. Let's stick to the story. No, I agree with you. Um, I mean, you can assume that there were lots and lots of people dying and well, different that's, perspectives. And that's what they let stuff. us do instead of showing it and wasting film time. Yeah. 
they just they just knew we knew. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I didn't quite understand what Magneto was doing by tearing the world apart the way he was. Is he rebuilding it, or you know, what exactly uh, was his purpose? Was he supposed to be? I think because like, well, he was like Apoc- ripping everything to shreds. Right. Well, was, Apocalypse asked him, you know, use your powers to grab all. Yeah. The metal that this world has created yeah and destroy it and that's what he was doing i didn't really see too much of how it was being destroyed besides the fact that it was in these spiral things going around and around i didn't a little bit of dust you know but i figured apocalypse could have gathered all that shit and diminished it in seconds so why Uh. did you have him do that yeah, but Magneto had to have some version of use. And so I think what I what he was doing was... As writing, as a writer for well, the movie. Yeah, I think... I don't know if Apocalypse can actually manipulate metals the same way Magneto can. So my guess is Magneto was gathering all of the metals and tearing down all of the cities and all the different infrastructures right. and stuff like that. And he was ripping all this stuff out and then he was going to rebuild this world of some sort. Which was fine. I, I get that... The, I, the, Ultimately, what he was going to do was never going to happen. Right. So, it was just kind of a, this is what Magneto's purpose is, is to be the constructor, the rebuilder, which kind of ends up happily ending when he rebuilds the mansion. So, if you take that, for example, he was going to rebuild the Earth for Apocalypse's purposes. Instead, he ends up taking the turn and becoming good and rebuilds the house for him after it was destroyed. Yeah. Which was a really awesome scene. And it, that was one of the things I thought was cool was in first, no, in Days of Future Past, we see Quicksilver, um, Evan Peters, he uh, goes into this slow motion run fast scene that's really fucking cool. And it's got comedic things to it. He's being silly, and he's being funny with all of it. When uh, they go to break Magneto out of prison. In, in Days of Future Past. And um, now in this one, it was like, oh, are they going to do the same thing? Well, they did it, but they did it to a, even a, a new, fresh effect. And I love to see him reinvent that scene over again in every movie, you know? Yeah, I like the character so, in general. Yeah, he's awesome. He's goofy. He's, yeah. he's like just he's like normal, but with speed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny that he even has this great moment in Days of Future Past with him, but yet still doesn't join the X family you know doesn't go to the school he doesn't do it but he's got that well he was up. going there on the way in this one though he was finally he was heading but there. It, it's, it took him like 10 years to get there so you you know he went back and lived in his mom's home for like 10 years right. and just everybody kind of laid dormant for 10 years which is interesting that that's the way they played it out but i liked the throwback to the 1980s there was a lot of fun in that oh yeah you, know? you get to see so. michael jackson's jacket on um on a nightcrawler, nightcrawler yeah. and you know rush poster and mm-hmm. you know in uh yeah and they came out of return of the jedi in a quicksilver's house and and the return of the jedi movie they walked mm-hmm. out of and then then the 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 third one always sucks quote yeah. the, third one's never the reference never to uh yeah x-men yeah last stand yeah, last you know stand. which is a horrible movie I mean, they, but, so like obviously the writer director knew that the third yeah. one did not yeah, well. it didn't go so well, and <laughs> it's mostly because he didn't direct it. So um, there was there was voice, you know, on social media and stuff about Jennifer Lawrence's uh, acting as being mailed in. Mailed in. Uh, I I completely disagree. I she sold me. I was I felt like I was her walking yeah. around doing what she was doing. Yeah, I, I like Jennifer's performance better than the the Maury McTaggart Rose. What's her name? Uh, Burn. Uh, Rose Byrne. I think so. It's B-Y-R-N-E. Byron. 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 Whatever. Either way, like, she, she had the, the scene in the office was fine, but everything else was very, Humdrum. I'm here. That's male. I'm, That's male. Bag to me. That, yeah, I would say that was male then worse than Jennifer's right? was, especially the scene at the end with Charles. He's like, he, he's dead. And she's like over his body going, oh, oh, well, we lost him. Oh, he, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I not, I'm not a like, big fan of what? her acting in general. So yeah, yeah, that that was the only part I didn't like. It made the emotional scene between the two a little less for me. But um, I did like 
the beginning, the intro, the Egyptian, mm-hmm. the pyramids, the how they made the pyramid seem like a you know a mm-hmm. computer board and and how the sun is the power behind everything yeah. and and it just clicks in with a lot of things that I choose to believe in and so well, yeah it, it, it was kind of cool to like somebody's yeah. using you know what everybody's kind of talking about mm-hmm. as far well, as the egyptians they, they, and ancient aliens right it goes back to it. yeah it goes back to ancient aliens and that the higher people of the ancient aliens the pharaohs not well not just the pharaohs but the the gods that the pharaohs believed in ra and all of them and he even says it in the movie he goes i was one strong as ra and he names off like three or four and, other ones and, and allah. yahweh allah yeah yeah he it plays into that ancient aliens which is thought. really cool yeah, absolutely. And I, think I thought there's multiple things. Like it. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And like, I read a couple of reviews where people were like, "Well, if you walked in just a little bit late, you might have been confused with a, a, a and a, another running of Gods of Egypt." What the fuck are you talking about? No, this is. This no, I didn't see Gods of Egypt, but it's either the beginning way, of the story. Yeah, if they walked in late, anyways, it's He's no an stupid old fault. God. Yeah basically so you got to go back to where there was a huge influence you know Mm -hmm. amongst the masses and so that makes sense yeah and and it's especially the egyptians if you get into their lore they're very x-many and as a writer you got to connect with your audience so everybody knows about egypt everybody knows about raw and ancient Mm -hmm. aliens nowadays so why that's where you're gonna go like really where else are you gonna go no i think i thought it was awesome and I liked how the idea was Apocalypse had created this device that allowed him to absorb another person. So, like, he absorbs Oscar Isaac's character before. And it, it what it did is not only make him eternal because he was forever healing. Because, like, the character that Oscar Isaac was when he was laying on the table right. had, like, almost Wolverine's healing power. Mm-hmm. So he was able to be cut open and heal himself. Which is something that Apocalypse never had. Right. But then he never got a chance to really use it. Because then he ended up being yeah. betrayed and dropped down. and yep. so Which was a really cool scene. And, and it's very interesting because you almost have this wonder of, you know, in that Egyptian lore, is there something out there? Something to be explored? Oh, yeah. and, you know, it, it, gets, it gets to the mind working a little bit. But. Well, yeah, because, you know, somebody ended up digging a hole. Mm-hmm searching because they knew that the pyramid used to stand here Mm -hmm. you know they're looking for their god that whole gathering of people were looking for that guy you know because they believe in him and Mm -hmm. you know apocalypse and so they dug and went down there and like this is where he fell so i'm gonna sit here and do my prayers and my chants and and then of course the american comes down and fucks it all up starts the end of the world (laughs) sort of yeah, if she didn't go down there, the sun wouldn't have hit it, and, oh, and Apocalypse wouldn't have been born. Yeah, he would have been revived, for sure. That's a good revived. point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we follow up uh, Apocalypse being reborn with going to uh, to meeting Scott Summers, where he has this freak out at high school when his eyes finally come into puberty, if you will. And he blasts the hell out of this bully at school, and um, and then his brother Havoc uh, drives him to Xavier's school, and so Scott is having his day at, at the school and learning to use his eyes, and he has this you know really funny scene where he he goes to use his eyes for the first time in front of in front of Professor Xavier, and he uh, <laughs> he destroys like half the pond well, and cuts down it, apparently Xavier's favorite tree. Yeah. And Xavier didn't realize how powerful he actually was. Yeah, no, yeah, wow. his eyes are super powerful. I don't know what yeah. he was thinking. Well, I, they're they're. Yeah. <laughs> he's learn. He's new. You know, he's new to. Of course, he could like read his mind and saw the scene that happened. You know, I, I think but. he. I think Xavier actually really respects his talents, his abilities. I, mean, I think he does that with everybody. Yeah, he's like you know. He can know things if he wants to, mm-hmm. but he respects privacy yes. and you to create your own future and whatever. So I mean, I love that about him. I love that about the character. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that scene with uh, Magneto 
towards the end, like, you know, bye. Mm-hmm. You know, but I want you to stay. He says, but you know I won't. Mm-hmm. You can read my mind or you can see yeah. the future or whatever. But he doesn't. He just, he just knows people got to live their lives and not, he knows not to interfere. Yeah, he does. And that's what makes Xavier one of the best characters. I agree. Because he has this power that could could get him whatever he wants and have all kinds of control and wipe out humanity if he really wanted to or whatever, but he doesn't. You know, he uses it on the very edge of good and potentially a little. Yeah, I you think. Know, but, you know, like when he fakes everybody stop in the office. And, right, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's. I wish I had that. Everybody take a break. I'd go sh- I go grocery shopping with that ability. Oh, yeah. I'd, like, freeze everybody, mm-hmm. grab my shit, get to the trash dresser, be out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Psylocke. First time of me, first time for me ever hearing mm-hmm. of the character. I don't read the comics. I know, I'm sorry. Um, I don't, but I'm a huge X-Men fan. I'm very biased. But her character was really cool. She kind of reminded me of Elektra a little bit. You can put her in a similar category. She, I don't like. I don't know. She just had that feel, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, she's a. She would be a mutant version of Electra, if you will, where she is a, a ninja and she uses a you know a katana as a sword, and but then she also can create energy beams, right? You know, and they they cut things and they you know, so she yeah she's she's pretty awesome character. I mean, I I don't know a whole lot about her. She, she was like my favorite character in some of the X-Men games to play because she was wicked powerful. But, right. Um, I mean, do you know about her in the comic books at all? Uh, some. A lot of the comics I read for X-Men, she wasn't in them. Okay. Um, I can't remember. She might have been part of like X-Force and stuff like that. And I didn't really read too much X-Force. I think that was a little after my X-Men reading days. So I, w- I was pretty excited going into the movie about Olivia Munn playing Psylocke. She's just kind of this really cool individual, and I first was introduced to her through Newsroom, and she was the very... Oh, my God. I was so trying to remember that. Yeah. When I was watching, I was like, I know her. I know her. I know her. Yeah, I'm she, like, where do I know her from? She's one of the best parts of Newsroom. That Just she that is. character is so she's awesome. stiff, but yet funny, and I, I, I loved her to death in that show. And so I was excited to see her coming to this, and I know she's she's wanted a big part in like Star Wars and stuff like that. She is a big Star Wars fan, um, but I, I felt she was a little underutilized because she didn't do a whole lot until you got to the very end fight, and then in the end fight, the scene that was in the trailer where she cuts the car in half is the best scene. Is is the best, Her scene. best scene. Like she has this fight with Beast and it's kind of cool, and then she is falling and she uses her thing to save herself, and then you have this scene where she walks up to Apocalypse and you th- actually thought it was her, and you're like, "Yeah, she's on the side of good," and then it's Mystique and not her, and right. you're just like, "God damn it!" Right. And then she has the scene where she slips away, and you're like, "Yeah, after after." All right, so where are they going with her? Because I yeah, because after 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 Apocalypse yeah. is beaten, you know, instead of coming out because she was hiding, instead of coming out and being a part of the the X Men winning, mm-hmm. she almost was still on the side of Apocalypse and said, "Or you see, there she was still on the side of Apocalypse yeah. and, and wanted to fight against them, or." She just felt like maybe I can't come out now because now I'm going to be judged for being on his side. Mm-hmm. So she kind of has that look and she looks at everybody like almost angry, but then guilty. And then she just disappears. She leaves like yeah. and she doesn't like she's running away in a way. To well, when you first find the character, she's in this underground version of yeah, X-Men doing uh, not X-Men, made, but like mutants doing form. stuff. Yeah, she's she's and I, I don't remember if she was like that in the other stuff where she's kind of almost like, you know, well, she always was, a little bit of a bitch. She and, was moody yeah. and and jealous and, and yeah. she was she was a part of the underground part of X Men or a part of the yeah, mu- the mutants exactly. And she that, was that, like mutants are trying to get away or mutants are trying to rebel. Then I'll be a part of it. Right, and I don't really remember that too much with I her. I think but she's on the. The darker side of the mutants, like Magneto yeah. is now. 
Yeah. 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 And that's what I find interesting is where are they going to go with the rest of these movies? Because, like, Magneto is their atypical bad guy, and they've already done off with Apocalypse now. So who else are they going to play into? Because they were always trying to stop Magneto and his, his henchmen, if you will. The, yeah. the, you know, they, they would Magneto would send his henchmen to go do something like this, and then a comic book would be all about stopping them. Or I was happy the, to, you know. to get the human, half-human heartfelt magneto oh like, is fucking awesome i've movie. never got to connect with magneto in the way that you get to in this in this movie yeah um you get to see kind of where his anger his loss his hurt stems from well you, you do get in the first x-men movie do, where ian I mean, mckellen plays uh right magneto you but see you that amazing see scene when he's in scene. in auschwitz what but you don't get to see these this family no. getting killed scene you don't yeah and and i think that that was fascinating that they allowed him to have this family again and that's where i i'm a little confused by the storyline where like he was with quicksilver's mom but disappeared and and then which is another topic yeah, it's, it's, str- it's strange. He had like what two times to 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 tell him. Yeah, you know, I'm your son, and he, the 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 writers just said, yeah. nope, not this time. No, I I think that's gonna and be. And you have an anticipation. You just want to see Magneto's face mm-hmm. when he says that. And spoiler alert, they don't give it to you. No. Yeah. Like no. the whole freaking podcast. Spoiler. Alert. Oh yeah, but still. It, it'll be up on the thing. As spoiler alert, but um, I I. You know, the story keeps building, and I don't. I, I've read a couple other reviews. I don't understand whether they're, they're talking about like plot holes or the speed or momentum of the movie oh, was up no. and down. Like Batman v Superman, there were moments where like it sucked me out and sucked me back in. That was a little more up and down. Yeah, I think X Men started out slow, and it led slow, and then it hit medium speed. Yeah, and then it hit hardcore. So it took you on a nice ride. I don't think it was up and down at all. Yeah. I think it was a, a, a cruise, and then a, you know I'm trying to I'm driving a little fast, and then you know a little NASCAR in there at the end. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, NASCAR references. <laughs> um. But um. And then a oh God. You know, like I, I can tell you at this point. I'm at the same point I was when I left Batman v Superman or Deadpool or uh, Civil War that I was thinking about the movie and I'm still thinking about this movie. I'm still humming and hawing about it. I'm going back and forth. And at this point with like Batman v Superman, I was beginning to break down going, yeah, I liked the movie initially. Oh, but I don't like that. Oh, I don't like that. No, that one scene there. No, I didn't. I didn't. No, that doesn't make sense now. Oh, why didn't I think about it? No, that doesn't work. Right. And now... With Deadpool, I walked away going, that was fucking amazing. Was it wholly satisfying? No. It had a sweet moment at the end. It was funny all the way through. The, I mean, the movie itself it's was awesome. Than having his lips sewn shut and he stood uh, there like an yeah. angry mute. Yeah. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to talk about it either, apparently. Um, <laughs> but, um, uh,. <laughs> But no, you, you, and then like Civil War, I remember getting to the airport fight scene and I watched the airport fight scene and it's all happening. And I'm like holding my breath the whole fucking time. I felt like, you know, oh, what's going to happen? Oh my God, there's a fight over here. Oh boy, oh boy. And I was just all hyped up and going. And then all of a sudden it was done. And I'm like, hold on, pause button. Whoo, hold on. I, I got to, I got to process. I got I to gotta process this. I got to, yeah. all right, deep breath. This movie, I, I just kind of enjoyed the ride all the way through. and yeah. I never felt lulls. I enjoyed the funny moments. I enjoyed the... It was a nice build-up. I did, you know. It is. The, yeah, the only thing I didn't like, and this is, again, throwing back to the trailers, you showed me Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw the scene. The, the arm comes down. The blades stick out. I knew what scene it was. As soon as they got put in that little octagon room, yeah, they I start, think if they never I instantly had that, knew that Wolverine ever, was showing ever up. Had that in the trailer no. and just said, "You didn't need it." I mean, you could have just said somebody shows up, and you didn't need to do the flip of the freaking 
the blades. No, I see. I almost. I would have. I would have enjoyed the sound mm-hmm. over the Picture. visual. So if you would have just ended it where it flashed to X Men Apocalypse and then there was a shink, I would have went okay. You just told me Wolverine's in the movie, but you don't know. But when. I don't know when. Right. I don't know how. And when they would have walked in that room and he was breathing and he was all, <laughs> you know, getting all amped well, up and fired up and. It took me a second because he sounded very beasty. Uh, and that played into what Wolverine is a like, lot more than and, some of the other stuff does. Yeah, growling and shit, and I'm like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. And then I panned through the room, hmm. and you see you know, the doctor trays and the charts yeah. and the thing, and the and and I leaned over like, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew he was coming, and then as soon as he did the breathing thing, I was like, "Oh, it's Wolverine." That, yeah, that's why I, I said in my head, anyways. I didn't, I didn't say it to you, but that—that that was the thing. Was I was just, eh, you know, I don't, I don't understand why they had to give us that, that in the trailer. Right. That's why I don't like watching the end trailers. You, I watch the first teaser trailer and go, "Okay, I've seen this movie anyways. It's a comic book movie. I love X Men. I'm going to see this movie." I, yeah. I don't. It's I, the same with Ghostbusters, or not? Well, not Ghostbusters. Um, with um, uh, what the fuck? The movie, Independence Day. I watched the first one, the teaser trailer. I went, okay, cool. It's another Independence Day, and then the one I watched today in the theater. I know the whole fucking movie. Right. I could tell you from beginning to end. Right. I could probably tell you two or three people that are gonna fucking die too. I. It's disappointing because. I was anticipating that movie, and now it's a little less anticipating for me. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, I'll go with uh, one of the characters that was just, I don't know, forgettable. Who's that? I'm going to go with Lucas Till, who was Angel. Oh, yeah. I just, I didn't, I don't know. I mean, the acting wasn't that good to me. Um, he had never said anything. Yeah. Other than, I mean, I'm a drunk. Yeah. I mean, you listen to Metallica in the background and, and mm-hmm. throwing bottles around. It's, I mean, it just wasn't, I didn't need him at all. Nah, and that's sad because Angel's actually a really cool right. X-Men. And I, that he was awesome in the 90s cartoon. I he wish, was awesome in the comics I read. I wish that he would have had more dialect. I wish... I wish he would have had more of his own presence, but to me, he looked like Apocalypse's minion. Yeah, yeah, they played him off as this oh, character d- that was just completely fucked up. Don't be a slave, and, and you mm-hmm. know, have your own power. And oh, okay, well, your angel. He's kind of like your slave, and everything that you say yeah. that you don't want them to be. It, it just, I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan of Storm what they do great. with that. Storm is Storm cool. Storm was great. I thought she was a good actress. Yeah. She very good facial acting going yeah. on. Very good energy. I, I I believe her. Yeah, I love the Mohawk. And I love and I love Storm in general. So it was good to see kind of where mm-hmm. she started, where she came from, and yeah, and and I I mean as far I as like her. the comics go, that's not like her origin. As far as but no, a, a Storm. I, I I'm happy, and I think this is one of the things that makes me the most happy. You have all of these young actors taking on these roles. Young actors you have, that you kind of don't even know. No, I don't. I mean, other than Sophie Turner, which and is, I totally forgot. Which um, is nice what we talked about before. They're bringing in these yeah. new actors, new actresses, yes. this new generation of goodness. Yeah, and this is the best I've seen Sophie Turner act. I mean, like when she shows up in Game of Thrones, I feel like they don't really know how to make her act in that environment sometimes this newest season she's a lot better and maybe this is just her maturing because like those first couple seasons when she was on screen i just wanted i was no i'm like fuck i don't give a shit about you first movie thing was game of thrones game of thrones probably yeah yeah i I don't doubt it yeah you kind of we kind of been growing with her on game of thrones obviously yeah and it's awesome to see her embrace this role And, and and i mean talking about these new actors uh, I li- I really do like what Ty Sheridan brought to the role for Cyclops because in the other in the other movies I didn't really like Cyclops. He was kind of an annoying ass, and he has moments of being an annoying ass. What as not as bad though? No, not as bad. He he felt like he had real emotion outside of being an annoying ass. Well, he came from being picked on in yeah. high school, which you wouldn't think that of the adult Cyclops. 
in a way. Yeah. You wouldn't. You would think he was the ass. Yeah, and he was he was so you know, stiff in those first yeah, movies. And, and I think that's just and, the and, and, and that's general. the thing is, is like in the comics, Cyclops is an awesome character with real emotion because he gives a fuck about Jean Grey. You right. never really got that. He was just like this jealous, petty douchebag right. in the first one. He gets to go to the um, Xavier School for the Gifted. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of fits in. His mm-hmm. confidence builds really quickly. And his personality changes to the confident Cyclops that you know, mm-hmm. to where he's like, let's, you know, let's, let's take one of Professor X's cars and let's go to the mall. And, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just talking to all these people. He's turned into that bad boy, popular boy type of attitude. He did. So, I mean, I thought that was, you know, that was, I'm glad he got into a place where he could be comfortable and be himself and mm-hmm. not be so depressed because he was depressed. Yeah. And so well, it, was good. It, was, it was a fun, fun thing to see. Yeah. Because like, like in all the other X-Men, you don't really get to see who these people were when they were young and no. teenagers. And That's why I, I really wish that somebody would write an X-Men story from like a Harry Potter perspective where they show up at like the early, the you can show up and we'll say it's like 11. Well, it's kind of what Harry Potter did. He showed up and he was like, uh, uh, seven years. He was 10. He was 10 when he first showed up there, and he goes through the seven years of his life. I think that would be really awesome. You find this character. It could be a spinoff of X-Men, and you can call it, I don't know, just throwing something out there, like Youth of X-Men or something. No, no, sure. And I, I think that would be fun, because then you can take a character and put them in these scenarios where... You can even do, like, a comic book with yeah. these younger X-Men. Like, mm-hmm. they're... They're, they're like 10, 11 years old. They find out they have these mutant powers, and they and you go into the lives of a 10, 11 year old with these mutant powers. Yep. That would be fun. Yeah, and you can take the classic characters and put them in the background and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd make a great cinematic experience. If not, at least a comic book or a, a, a book book or something. I think it needs to happen. Um, fuck, maybe I'll do it. But, <laughs> right. you know, I don't know. I, I've just got this in my head that I think it'd be really fun. And that's what I was thinking about with this movie is I love seeing the kids in the background. They're doing their, some of their abilities, you know, like in the first couple ones, there would be classes and there'd be hallway scenes where you're walking down the hallway and they would do stuff. In yeah, the they're like floating things. Yeah, they're floating and, things and you know, Iceman would be disappear. freezing things. And yeah, yeah. It, no, it was, it's I love it is. And that's what I love. And that's the only thing about this is I wish there was more in the mansion. What like, I don't. Uh, developing some of the characters a little bit further, but right. no. What I wish they didn't incorporate is the human side of being a child in the way of when a human goes to school, they get picked on, they get ridiculed, yeah. they get teased. And when you think of the mutants and their school, you think we're all are the same, mm-hmm. but different. And that's why we're here. Yeah. But you still get the bickering in this one. This is the people in the background that are like totally picking on Jean Grey. Yes. And but you get that like even in Harry Potter. I but Harry Potter's different. Sort of. But in the same category, not everybody can be a wizard. In in Harry Potter's world, only certain people can be wizards. But this is X Men. But I know not but Harry it's, Potter. But it's the same in in its own right. But I want it, I would have liked it if X Men kept it as we are just a huge fucking family and we all get along. See, I, don't, I don't think that would be realistic. Because you they, you still have people that just think more of themselves than they should. Well Jean doesn't. What? Jean doesn't. No, she doesn't. She but they're scared of her. But when you have great power Which they didn't explain. Who? Like they, they, she goes. Oh, they're just scared of me. Well, they're scared of her because she's weird. Because she would fall asleep at night, and then she would have these crazy dreams okay, not, that would infect the environment so around them. No, but they wouldn't. I wouldn't be scared of her because of that. Well, you wouldn't because you have an open mind. Where these kids, yeah, they might be gifted. Some of them can make ice or play with fire. Where she, she is huge. Like, her power is so immense that she doesn't know what to do with it. Right. She can read and hear everybody's feelings. And that's the thing is, is even though you're special, you can do this or that, you still have 
negative thoughts. I know. You I, still I go, well, she's odd. Or, you know, look at the freak over there with the glasses. I think it's me in my mom mode. I just want all my kids to love each other. Right. And, and to me, X-Men is a family. Yeah. So that's where that comes in. Um, but then you got Mystique. Mm-hmm. She's on posters in another country and as yes. somebody to look up to. In, and Yeah. And I didn't. Like, I get it, but at the same time, I was like, you kind of just threw that in there. Sort of. So, all these people are looking up to you, even the the kids in the mansion. And because you you affected or were there during a certain big moment. Yeah. But they don't really go into it fully. Like, they didn't flash back to anything to give me the cue of like, oh, yeah. You know, they didn't do that. They, They needed to, you need, they were assuming that you watched, like, Days of Future Past, minutes before you watch this movie is pretty much what it came down to, because that's what happened was in Days of Future Past, she, she was supposed to kill some uh, the create the Peter Dinklage's character. She was supposed to kill him, and she actually does in the actual timeline. Or no, yeah, she does in the actual timeline, and that leads to mutant hatred. And then the Sentinels are created and they destroy the world and all the mutants are being executed and destroyed. Where in the actual timeline, what ended up happening was Mystique uh, ends up saving the person. And then she shows up on camera as her blue self. self. And that was the first time anybody went, that's a mutant. Something unique, something different. She's She's proud of herself. She's sort of. Herself. It was in the moment she was. She turned blue because she got shot, and it was out in the open, and everybody's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god!" Where like if you're like Magneto and you're Professor Xavier and you're Wolverine, you look normal. Right. She's the only one that looks odd, and you know, and that's why like Beast suppresses himself and he he takes the drug to make sure he looks human, which he doesn't need to. And and I mean in the comics, he, he, ends, he eventually ends up not doing it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, and I think the like movie pre- is the, yeah. I think it turned into like the president, vice president, or something. Remember, Beast? he was in the White House, and he was himself. Yes, he's the lay lay liaison, 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 It's very French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the liaison for the mutants to the White, the House. White House. Yes, exactly. And he was himself. Yes. And at that point, he was blue. And that was Kelsey Grammer, and he was fucking amazing. That, I mean, that was still not the best. But it was whatever. Um, no, it was it was good. It was good. And I was glad to see him go blue at the end. And it was fun to see the characters happen and come about. And, well, and he was proud yes. of Mystique for t- just being Mystique yeah. at, towards the end. Which is interesting. And this is where I understand. There are comic people that are furious at this movie, and I get it. Oh God! And I and I get it. I do. I understand. But please, calm the fuck down. <laughs> this is somebody taking your characters and creating a story. So this is like when Mar- Marvel redid all their comics way back when, and they called it um, Ultimates. You know, Spider-Man Ultimate or uh, Ultimate Ult- Ultimate Spider-Man. And then they did it with all of them. They did it with the X-Men and the Avengers and Captain and all of them. And this is way back, you know, long, long time ago. Um, and this is almost the same idea. You need to look at this universe as this is them taking the X-Men and doing a thing with them. Take the characters for what it are. Are they staying true to the characters? Some, yes. Some, no. Mystique, she's a bad guy. And in fact... Well, she turns out to be, yeah. No, she's a bad guy through and through. She never has this, I become decently good... In the movie, she does. And then at the end, we find out that she's teaching the next wave of classes, which is, or you're teaching the X-Men to be X-Men, which is it. Yes. Yeah. And then we'll get another X-Men. And we obviously know she goes on with Magneto eventually, and they're like this. Hmm? You know, they're, sorry, my fingers are crossed together. Yeah. They're tight. Yeah. Well, she was always tight with Eric. And that's the thing is she... In the comics, she is wholeheartedly to Eric, but Eric's character never has this redemption story, except for when ultimate bad guys. There's no romantic, right? It's just like a father, daughter, sister, brother type connection. No, I'd say brother, sister, yeah. 
Okay. In a way. So I was wondering because she, because I know, um, in the you know in the couple years ago when they came out and they they were very tight and he, mm-hmm. you know Magneto was worried about her, but then Magneto was gonna let her die and that like hurt her. That was and in the last stand. That's the last stand. And nobody yeah. likes and that movie. That movie actually, if you take what happened in Days of Future Past, that movie no longer exists. Right. So that storyline of Eric or Magneto turning his back on her when she loses her powers. A potential for something or it's just a family bond. I mean, if you go back to when he was going to let her die. He's old Magneto. Yes. And she's still a young mystique. Yeah. She's not a teenager or in her early 20s, but she's still way right. younger. Well, that that's the hard part about X-Men is if you take all of those stories and you put them to one whole cohesive piece, the timing doesn't wholly work. Right. You know, and that's, that's, that's the only part about the X-Men I go, eh. This makes sense for Magneto's age in Apocalypse compared to Mystique's age in Apocalypse. Mystique is like 20, looking mm. between 20, 24, 23, looking. And you've got uh, Magneto, who obviously, you know, yeah. he's a father, he's a husband. Yeah. You know, he's obviously 30s, yeah. early 40s type role. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a little more difficult than what it was when the relationship they is did the first movie. Kind of yeah. Trying to do with that whole situation. It is. It's super difficult. And I did want to talk about Oscar Isaac. Go for it. Poe Dameron. I mean, he's awesome. He flies the X-Wing like crazy. No, go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... That's pretty much where... Like, I know Oscar has done other things. Yes. Other roles. But most recent, most memorable is of course Wiccans. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm grasping that face and who he is as yeah. this wonderful, beautiful human being that you don't want to die and you're glad that he doesn't in Force Awakens. Um, so the whole time, instead of looking at Apocalypse so negatively, I, I'm looking, that's Oscar and he's doing so good. <laughs> He's doing this so good. He's such a good actor. I'm just loving him right now. It's like, and I'm not, and I know you're you're a bad guy, but God, mm-hmm. you're doing really good. <laughs> he did so good. I thought yeah. I thought he just pulled this role off, and I'm excited for him. And I I, it takes me to another level of him, as an actor. I and, agree. And a lot of people aren't going to agree because they're like, oh, you know, anybody can act like that or whatever. Uh, no. Uh, it, he, he reels you in as, a, like, he's this god. And you start to believe him and you start to understand what the fuck he's saying. Yeah. And you're starting to feel like, yeah, yeah, we're tired of being pushed around and we're tired of false things. And, yeah, and you kind of go on his side for a damn second mm-hmm. until he gets a little brutal about it. So... But that's me. I'm team villain all the way. But yeah. I, 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 I was when he first came out and he started saying why he was gonna fix the planet and what I was like, yeah, get rid of the cheap. You know, give me the badasses. But then he gets a little rude about it and controlling about it, and then you're like, no, you gotta go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, but he did a really good job. Yeah. I hope he's proud of it. And I'm glad. And I'm glad they changed his. His color right well <laughs> that's that's the thing that that kind of upsets me you're in, you're living in a comic book world where you do something to a comic book character that is out of the norm or isn't a hundred percent correct you're gonna get tossed at it the people are gonna get upset I'm like they when they it, right but then they first but but that's the thing is they they revealed that this first picture and he was purple and he didn't look 100 percent right. Looked like a Power Ranger. Yeah, he looked like Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah and, and I didn't watch Power Rangers, so I didn't see that. He just looked purple, and I kind of went, "Why is he purple? He's not purple. He's blue, for one." And they're like, "Oh, it was a you know." They kind of came out, "Oh, it was a lighting thing." No, and and then they they changed a lot of 
what was happening with his his, his face and the the gear yeah. and the shadowing. And yeah, they made him blue and they they fixed some of the mouthpieces, so there's some lines and stuff in there. And yeah. he looks great. I think he looked good I in the gun. But but great. this is the thing: is if you made the choice to make the the the, the outfit correct in the first place, could you have done more to the movie? Because instead, you had these people spending the time fixing him. When they could have been spending the time making something look a little cleaner, a little better. Because right. there was a f- couple CGI scenes I went, okay. Like when they, they, they took, like uh, when Magneto was first going nuts on the world and he starts pulling all the things off the, 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 the boxcar things on the back of the fucking semi-trucks. Yeah. When they're pulling those off the, the boat, it looked cheesy to me. Those are trains. Boxcars. Yeah, well, semis pull them too, but yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they're train boxcars, semi truck boxcars, whatever. It doesn't. I, either way, the point is, they look cheesy. I was like, I could have done that on Illustrator, I mean, or not Illustrator, but you know, I could have done that in, in, from my laptop, where you have these geniuses and, and right. awesome, well skilled people. It didn't. It didn't look good to me. I don't care. That's a useless part of that that movie. It's like, oh, but he's moving you, shit around. But, but did you enjoy Oscars? I, lo- I I thought it was fine. I thought I enjoyed it. I loved the voice modulations the and when voice he was like when they yeah. would double it, yeah. like his voice, then 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 the darker one mm. on t- underneath it. Yeah. Oh, I was like, can you just talk like that the whole mm-hmm. movie, please? Yeah. No, I, I I really enjoyed it, and I think the best part about it was his eyes. He he had such intense eyes, he and you can feel the already. emotions moving. Oh and yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, he's he's an awesome actor. I loved him in Ex Machina. I loved him in in Star Wars, and I think that's almost. I wonder if it maybe hurt him in a way because in Ex Machina I, he's not a bad guy, but he's kind of got a great like not not crazy, but. Are you saying you think it hurt him because he was such a good guy in the other ones? Exactly. Ones? So no. Well, because like no. he he's filming this movie before Force Awakens comes out, and Force Awakens comes out, and you're like falling in love with the character, no, and you're like, I, oh my god, Oscar is amazing. The only reason I liked Oscar or Apocalypse in 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 Apocalypse and was on his side for a moment was his reasoning behind things. At the beginning. It wasn't yeah. because he, that he was Poe. It wasn't because he was a sweet guy. Mm. He's, it was all because he had a point. Yeah. And we all know that we're all kind of fed up with how the planet's running. So we kind of, you know, are like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah. I'm right there with you. But then he just takes it to an extreme level, yeah. and then that's where we begin to feel like the anger with him. Yeah. Well, I think that was that was that's where I was enjoying the character was like, yeah, exactly. This this world, I mean, for what it is, is pretty fucking ugly to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then on top of that, he he looks he when he first comes out, he's first experiencing the world. And he's looking at cars, all and the TVs. pettiness, and I mean, TVs and cars or whatever. But um, well, he's like, take away the swords and the and the right, and he's like looking at all these the weapons, weapons and stuff and, like that. It's like he has a point to. Yeah, we you know, don't need right. that. Right. Well, and I thought that was Stop what was amazing it. was is he he or takes he's gonna make the world united as right. one with all the strong people. Right. And in in a way, this is a period piece where like you have to be born or at least aware of what the '80s was like, where everybody's like, "Oh, I've got nukes. We've got nukes. You push your button. I'm gonna push my button." Right. And and, and he he's very new yeah, and that. everybody's like the freaking government. out, going, "China's." Throwing their nukes in there. Japan's got their nukes in the air. We've Russia's got, our got nukes their in the air. Our nukes are in there. The Where are they going? Yeah, yeah. You know, the men are turning the keys. Right. Well, and I, that was what I, that was. I was a little nervous because when he started launching them, all, I was like, "Fuck, that's going to destroy Xavier right, he, if he got used for that." He let them yeah. go up in the atmosphere, and it was they didn't even do anything. Yep. Yeah, that was like a total political move. Like even from a creative standpoint, mm-hmm. going, we don't need these. And then even at the end of the movie, they still made a stab at him, going, "They're already creating them again." Well, yeah, of course they're fucking creating them again. They're idiots. Yeah. I, you know, our government, everybody's government, they're fucking stupid. Yeah. We and then, need this and that's bullshit. Where, that's but, where it comes in, where you yeah. kind of you're on his side for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I mean, if you're politically or emotionally aware of the planet that you're sitting on right now you kind of go on the side yeah. and, you, and you go 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to get rid of the false everything and mm-hmm. the weapons and the hate and the we all just need to be one. And then he just overdoes it and then that's where you kind of let go of that and you're like, oh, well, right. man. <laughs> well, right, because at the end he wants to have complete yes, control. He, he's he's right. representing himself as a false god. Yeah, he was. And, and Xavier calls him out for yeah. it. And then he, he, when he starts to want to absorb with Xavier, his whole point was, I want to be able to control everyone. And that's what he would have been able to do if he yeah. would have gotten Xavier. I was I was hoping so. that when um, Xavier grabbed him, it yeah. made him feel the emotions of everybody on the planet, that he might have kind of took a moment to go, oh, the you know they're not going to do that, but you just want that. Just, just know what it's like for us. Well, that, that, <laughs> the, the cool part is, is he he play, he the Xavier played into his own humanity and tried to express it onto somebody who is not human. I mean, ultimately, in the end, Apocalypse isn't human because he talks about being there at the creation of human humanity. And he talks. So he he considers himself significantly separate from the human race. And Xavier tries to play into that for a minute, which is awesome because that's who Xavier is. He always has the hope that somebody will turn around like Magneto. And that's why, like, he never gives up on Magneto. No. And I, I sympathize with Magneto. If it, he he has lived a horrible life, and by this movie they've created his life to be even worse than it previously was. But you know, I, I to a point I, I I sympathize with Magneto and kind of wish that there would be a gifted individuals would step out and kind of maybe resort, you know, society how it oh, is. I so, but I'm right there with you. Yeah. The ultimate, the exclamation point, the oh, thing that makes this The thing this we've movie been the, saving yeah. till the end. <laughs> and I've been hemming and hawing around it. Because I know, me too. <laughs> I love Sophie Turner to death, and I love her even more after this fucking movie. Yeah, and the Phoenix is the best character in X Men. She is amazing from beginning to end. She is, and that's why, like, I, was, I, I cried in yeah. this movie because of her. Uh, she when she stepped out and she's walking on nothing and she throws she, her arms out and she just fucking screams. I believed it. I believed every single was, moment of it. It was it was glorious. It was Professor X saying, "Let go, go, let mm-hmm. it go, go. Don't have any fear. Let it go, let it go. <laughs> you know, just freaking be who you are and yeah. you'll you'll beat this motherfucker." Yeah. She is And she walks out and she's walking, you know, on air and like she does and she just you Mm -hmm. you feel her power in her face in as an actress, uh, in her scream as an actress, in her eyes. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see what her scream is doing to Apocalypse. You know, a couple times it would come back and he'd get his skin back and he'd she'd Mm -hmm. scream harder and then he'd get his skin back and you know, and it took, you know, a couple other X-Men to get in there and help at the same time. And Well, they pinned him down. They, they forced him to sit in this situation. And then she, in her immense power, because she has both telekinesis and telepathy, that she's able to break down. Right. And that's why, like, she is so powerful because she... It, it, it's this fire that's burning inside of her that well, you don't even, you know, she doesn't even know what to do with. The whole point behind Jean mm. is that 10 minute emotional build up when Professor X is saying help me mm-hmm. help me and he has to do it kind of slow because he's stuck in a, you yeah. know, a different state and then he, she's looking at him like help you what and then or she said he said Jean mm-hmm. first and she's like staring at him like what and it mm-hmm. takes him like two minutes to be like help me mm-hmm. you know and he's laying on the floor and i love it he's like sitting in his blood with his face right and he's just like just go get him well yeah and he's even yeah. talking to apocalypse it's, and it's like telling him you can't win because yeah. you are alone right and then she's like i'm not and then right. the doors split right it's that 
it's not just when she steps out and screams. It's the whole entire build up oh, yeah. to that point that causes me to cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that and that's the, that's the thing is it, it's this little paragraph of her story. You know, if you want to break it down it from the... It's so small, though. Yeah. But you get so fucking emotionally wrapped up mm-hmm. in that 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Yeah. You just... When you she finally releases... She also releases through your eyes. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. then the tears just start coming down. But that's how I, I get emotionally involved in the movies mm-hmm. I watch. So, But I love that. Right. And that's what this movie did for me. 100%. It was it built and it built and it built. And then he got to the end and she fucking just blows up. And it's like, oh my god. That was amazing. Out of the four comic book movies that have come out this year. We have X-Men, Deadpool, Captain America... Batman v Superman. Oh, rank them. Really? Yeah, rank them. I'm gonna go X Men Apocalypse. Okay. I'm gonna go Deadpool, Captain America, and then Batman v Superman. Batman v Superman. I understand. I'm it's not I because am... it's not because the X Men's fresh. It's because uh it's it's an emotional family ride for me. Well, and it, see, that's the thing. I, I am. I, I'm having a hard time between X Men and Civil War, because Civil War was just fucking amazing to me, and, and in its own right, has its emotional build up to the end. It, it, you know, when Tony and and. How many times are you gonna see superheroes fight? Yeah, but. But it was it was friends fighting and and yeah. Tony having this emotional breakdown and Chris fighting for his best friend. It was just there was emotional. A uh, Chris, <laughs> I called Chris. There was it's Steve. <laughs> there was emotional connection the I last see, thirty minutes for me. Yeah, but that there but, was the, there was the fight scene so with Captain America. Soldier, yeah, I mean that's all emotional all the time to me. It it I was a lot soldier. more emotional. I think that's. I think Winter Soldier is better than uh, Civil War. I think so too because I, as much as I love the big a bunch of fucking uh, you know characters all interacting, I, I think it's fun, but it's a really overwhelming I and not. This, I want the emotional. I rather have individual stories, like mm-hmm. even in comic book world. I love X Men. They do a really good job of having the team together, but. Um, when it comes to like Avengers and Civil War, or, uh, Civil War, Avengers and um, Justice League, I'm not as big a fan. I don't like. It's just too much. There's too much going on. There's no real emotional connection wholly happening. You're kind of like it's like a there's a level of emotion happening, but the the Captain America Civil War has a better emotional appeal than the two Avengers movie because your the main focus is Captain and working with Winter Soldier. So, if you want to take what these four movies are, the way I would rank them, I'm having a really hard time with this. But I'm I'm almost going. I like the X Men better than Civil War. I really am. I, and I love the X Men abilities. I love the powers. Uh, I wish I had them. Telekinesis is my favorite ability ever. I mean, yeah. I mean. But it, what's cool about X-Men is they keep introducing new abilities every time. People with yeah. new abilities, and you're going, God, what else can we come up with? You guys are smart. You know, you keep coming up with these crazy things that we can do. It's, well, I, it's I, I awesome. Should... Where do you get, like, you know, the yeah. Captain Captain Universe, basically, his, his pals. Mm. They all do the same thing. I, I we should... all know what they do. Yeah, I should get you the X-Men comics. I think you might like them. Might be fun. Um, Depends on where you start me, I guess. Well, I have to find a good starting point. Um, Which you guys can leave in the comments and let us yeah, know. Yeah, no, that would be great. I mean, brand new comic book reader for X-Men. Tell her where, where to start. Yeah. Like I said, all that being said, we're going to wrap this up. Please, Outcast Collective, we would love your comments. We would love your likes, your subscriptions. Feedback. Feedback. Give it, give, you know, Give us something to work with follow you know share. follow subscribe share like whatever platform you're on soundcloud youtube you uh itunes or just finding us on fucking twitter at ocast collective uh on twitter um facebook and everybody else is just outcast collective 
I think that's that's about it for the Bad social media movie. stuff. Yeah, go no, great it. fucking movie. Thanks. Open-minded. Go in open-minded. Go in open-minded in everything in your life. You know. and that be and that yeah absolutely Period. and th- and that being said I, this movie came out on memorial day if you're out camping and doing shit with your family I, you might be even getting ready for the indy 500 whatever the case is you need to go see this movie in the in the time period in this next week or two this movie needs your support and and love and this is a great movie it's a good addition to the right. series the universe yeah thank you so go go see it give it your support and um you know Find find us on uh, Twitter and Facebook and stuff, and uh, let's sit down and have some fun conversations. Indeed. We'll so. See you around. Yeah, have a good one.